This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is a special episode featuring listeners Doug and Eric. All right, let's oh. get some introductions going. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about thyselves. I'll go. I'm Doug. I don't know what else to introduce about myself other than uh, I've been a fan generally for what it's like 22 years now. <laughs> is that is that it? Does that that doesn't sound right, but it feels right. Oh, it um, feels so we're so old. <laughs> yeah, right. It has been it has been that long. Yeah. But uh <clears throat> It's old, but it's better than the alternative, right? It, it's uh, it's magical that it's maintained this long, and uh, I, I have. Uh, it's been Justin. I, it's been probably 21 years since I've seen you, Nick. Yep. I, I was able to see you a couple years ago uh, in Nashville for for a great night, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've been a fan. I told, I, I think I told Nick that too. Uh, this uh, that night too, I was. Uh, we, you know, we are a few whiskeys in, but like, I, I find the the community, the the two of you, and um, <clears throat> like this podcast, I I don't think you either of you can appreciate how much you've like impacted my life in like a, a serious way, and so oh man, I say thank you, and uh, and and it's not like a let me kiss your ass because you're you're famous podcasters, but but like oh, you don't have to worry about that. No, le- legitimately, when I was when I was a 22 year old confused kid, uh, you guys were were friendly to me when I was in a strange place, and it uh, and then refinding like this podcast and hearing you guys talk about stuff like saved sanity so much in uh, <laughs> COVID, um, so many hours, and uh, yeah. Anyways. Love you guys. Well, I mean, hey, it goes back at you. You were always awesome to have around back when you lived in town and following you through social media and knowing you're out there and seeing you on the message boards and then seeing you in person and watching your Mundelein. Is that how it's pronounced? Mundelein or Mundelein? Mundelein. Seeing all your posts and all that stuff and watching your family and all that. It's been awesome. It's it's like, you know, it's one of those things where um, we didn't spend a lot of time together back then, but we'll never forget Pex Massive, your Halo character. and We'll never forget (laughs) you. So and I just like that you that you you nailed the thing that the reason Nick and I started doing this to change lives. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Thank you for um, like Jane Goodall in this. That's awesome that you, yeah, that we, uh, that's right. We, we had a couple of people last time that have been listening to the old show, like from the beginning. And so they were talking about some of the old show. They were and, referencing shit. We, yeah, deep cuts, deep cuts. Yeah. Well, we can't Eric? The new show. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like I, I was a fan of, of the Chud show and I think I came around the time of when, um, the, uh, list of the most underrated films was posted on, on Chud. And I kind of went from there and listening to, uh, the two of you and, and Steve Murphy, you know, on, on that show. And then kind of coming over here, I was really excited that you guys were starting to, you know, release stuff more than every year or, or, you know, every <laughs> couple of years. We weren't, we weren't great yeah. about it. Yeah. But it was, but it was, but I always looked forward to that conversation because obviously the two of you, you know, have such a really kind of relaxed camaraderie and are just, you can tell that are friends and, and, and aren't really necessarily bullshitting about, you know, your love of films and, and it's there. And also you're extremely funny and talented and, and kind of like Doug, like when I was listening to you guys, 
I always felt a little bit embarrassed or weird for some of the movies I really loved. And then hearing, you know, your love of, of certain genre movies and certain B movies, I kind of felt a little less awkward and a little less embarrassed that there were some other people out there that, you know, had attachment to certain films from the 70s and 80s and, and the 90s. And it wasn't, you know, something to be ashamed of. So I, I appreciate yeah. that. It's funny how how validated some of those movies are now. I mean, just you like I was like I've got a Manitou poster right there, and that's a movie that I liked when I was eight or nine, and I talked about it to everybody. And then there's this this weird thing where now it's sort of just one of those things that's there. I think it says more about the norm than it does about us because we're all kind of out there trying to find stuff that speaks to us. And before the internet, obviously, we had to really take take some big swings and sometimes, you know, good things came out of it. You know, like we earned all of our entertainment. Now people can really be, they could basically find stuff on their own, like with just a couple of clicks. So I feel like we all, like we're, we were all pioneering, like at the time. Like you think about everybody on the message boards and the guys that were writing for the site. I mean, I, that was the joy of it, right? It was was having like a, all these tendrils out there finding the good shit. You know, it's it's a, in a way, it's annoying. When's the last time you guys left the house and someone didn't mention the Manitou? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, give it a rest. It's okay. It's fine. It's like um, one of the, it's like the best and worst thing about like the internet is like there's nothing secret anymore. Like finding bands is so rare. Like having like, but it, but also again, I think like you were saying, Eric, like. <clears throat> We can look at it now and we kind of miss the fact that it's like, oh, there used to just be this small community of weirdos that liked weird movies and like that was fun. And now everybody gets it. But then at the time, I don't think we felt that way. We're like, why are we this small community of weirdos and we feel really strange? And so it's like basically we hate everything, right? Everything's bad. <laughs> when everyone loves it, we hate it. Well, now that superhero like comic stuff is everywhere, we hate it. And back when, you know, we loved it, it was like we wish it was everywhere. I mean, Morbius was dope. <laughs> Morbius. What are you talking about? Morbius is incredible. I the thing is though, I I don't know what what's wrong with me. I haven't stopped loving that shit. You know, like I I still they can make five hundred bad Star Wars things, and I'm still in line. And and same thing goes with all the. It's like we were. I mean, like we put up with so much shit. It's like I, I get and people are people hate everything, and they're and they're. They, they don't want to say anything unless it's negative, but I, I, I think it's like if you live long enough, you get to see the things that you champion go mainstream in a way, and, and yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, and, and it, one of the things I wrote like that I love about the show I think is exactly what you're talking about, Nick. I, I feel like a lot of shows, like a lot of podcasts, like they're just so formulaic in terms of like now we're going to talk about the stuff that's stupid about it. Now, like – like there's some podcasts where it's like, well, now we're going to talk about the parts of the movies that didn't work for us. And it's like, why do you even walk in with that? Like you're starting to watch a movie with this mindset of like, well, I'm going to have to catalog the things I don't like and the parts I hate. And this is just like, how about we just watch something and shoot the shit about it and just have fun with yeah. it and, and enjoy it. I'm with you. Yeah. And Justin's like, is there Cheryl in it? All right, I'm in. <laughs> Well, Nick, you also mentioned something in the um, Prophecy podcast that I think also was really, like, in important where, <laughs> where you talk. It. I love the way this That's started. a fucked this up is, sentence. I know. That was a great start. Um, Wait, which, which prophecy? The Mutant Bear. The Bear Prophecy. The movie, yes. The good one. Um, where, you know, like, in a lot of those movies, there's there's maybe like maybe one or two scenes that are worthwhile and sort of talking about, but now in this sort of day and age and the way that movies are made and how audiences kind of watch films in television as well, there's this preconceived notion of entitlement that everything has to be, you know, a great action set piece or something that sticks out. And, and, and it's like, well, you have to have patience to kind of enjoy the one or two scenes that are sometimes the, the highlights of the films. Yep, I think yeah. you, you actually talked about that a little bit on the bar. I was listening to the Barbarian because I finally watched it. And yeah. I think again, similarly, where it's like, but then that movie is kind of loved, which is again, I felt the same way you. Well, I think be, I think because we were raised on this sort of thing, like it's the same thing I told a friend of mine that like I read all this stuff. They're like, don't read about it; it's a surprise. And I'm like, you you built it up too much. Like I've I've seen much weirder shit than this. This. Well, I mean, horror movies now. Yeah. The hook is the hook is that it's 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 creating a taboo, or or some sort of thing about it that, you know, 
it, it's a, it, it becomes a prophecy of, of making you disappointed ultimately. It's like I'd rather I'd rather, you know, see a, see a title or see a, a, you know, them sell me a product via trailer or a poster and then go and experience it and come without any of that bullshit. Because that's why we talk about all the time is like this new generation of horror. The, the critics go in, they see it early, and it's, they, they're compelled to pimp it up. And it just the audience is punished as a result most of the time. Either that, or they're preconceived to be too endearing towards it, or too negative towards it. It's skewing them in one way or another. It's like just let trust your people. Let your people find it and and, and respond to it. Because but barbarians fine. Yeah. But the problem was all the hype. You go in there expecting to be concussed or be blown away, and it's a very normal kind of not by the numbers, but very surface level movie. Like it's it. not going to. It, it's fine. It's no Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> what is? What is Jeepers? I mean, did you guys see the new Jeepers Creepers four that came out? Don't don't punish them. No, no. I mean, no. you guys are right. You guys are right. They need more Salva involved. You know, you guys are right. <laughs> Salva needs to be in there. You said no, no, it, no, no, yeah, no. If they're not gonna, if he's not gonna be involved, like power to the original boycott, creator. Boycott it. Yeah. Wow. Um, power or powder. <laughs> <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola championed that guy. That was his. That was his guy. Solve yep. um, All right, guys. We had some questions we're going to ask you. Um, thank you for saying those nice things uh, about our show at, at the beginning. There, we were asking you about yourselves, but we really did want to hear about us. So you guys picked up on the uh, message there. So did you guys? <laughs> I assume guys... the listeners don't really want to know my biography, but I'll go into it. It's totally fine. You guys can tell us a little bit about yourself, Eric. I know you 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 do reviews. And are you still kicking podcast. energy drink ass? Yeah, Doug, are you still are you... a luminary in the sports drink world? Yeah, no, I, I still work for Gatorade. This is a Gatorade hat. I, uh, I I'm in marketing. I, I've got I've got two young girls. I try and introduce them to horror. My youngest, we we got uh, a couple minutes into Scream, and we we didn't get to the slashing of her guts uh, or of his guts part, and she was just like, no, like, like the pure ten. I forget. Because again, we get so numb to some of this stuff, just how tense it is immediately. And she was, she's eleven. <laughs> I'm, I'm did you a... tell her that? Did you tell her that? Don't worry, Barrymore eats shit in a few minutes. She's yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You have to, no, sit through this. You'll be fine. She's you know she... what's funny is, meanwhile, when I was eleven, I was watching Faces of Death and Evil Dead and all that stuff. Yeah, and me it too. Was... Yeah. That's why I don't it's... blink an eye about it. I'm like, yeah, no, let's watch whatever. My, kid, but... I, my kids don't even watch it. They barely will watch stuff that's not animated and i keep them away from more yeah um eric you you are you are you write review movies you have and stuff like that right but what what's your is that what you do for a living what do you do for a living yeah so i work for uh rogers tv in uh in canada and so um i do kind of like weekly reviews and and sort of programs uh around uh films and stuff like that and then right. yeah so it's it's just kind of a regular review kind of thing and it's it's a lot of fun i i, I enjoy it. but again like i feel like some of that i do owe to you guys in terms of you know like the love i have for certain genre movies and and growing up kind of with you know, taste that was a little bit sort of left field or, or something that was a little bit different. Like I always think back to like, I had this weird obsession with always renting uh, Leviathan um, because I went through this aquatic horror phase. And sure. I, at one point I saw the poster for deliverance or the VHS cover for it, where the hands are coming out of the water. And I thought it was a creature feature. And as soon as I watched well, it, I was baby. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of stuff. I, 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 I always think about, uh, you guys and talking about like how you know some kids were the leviathan kids other kids were the deep star six kids and then like it depends right. on like, your class system and then there's those lords of the deep pricks you got to be careful about it's so it funny sounds... we talk about these fake tattoos that we have on the show and i've got a real one that says a r l and it means always rent leviathan and you're the first person that's caught on to it <laughs> glad to be the first <laughs> I just want to say it sounds like that you for a living that you you zoom in on so that's not allowed you got to stop it that's what we do we zoom in on the movies that's fair that's fair by yeah, the way not, in the director's cut of video drum i think i think james woods rogers tv yeah I think he, <laughs> oh yeah I think he does. <laughs> all right so we had a <laughs> we had a few questions for you guys i don't know if you, you didn't have to do the homework but one of the things that we asked was uh, if you had a Zoom 
uh, of your own to zoom in on or a zoom that you like that we've zoomed in on to highlight, you know, um, and if you didn't have an answer to that question, that's okay too. Um, uh, uh, there's, I mean, there's a couple, um, that, uh, kind of favorite zooms. Uh, one is, uh, Scott Glenn's feet in vertical limits. <laughs> Like maybe that's not even a zoom, but like I don't know, it's a definite zoom. It's you said it's a mouthful. Zoom. Yeah, you it, said it's, a mouthful. I, I still I still haven't seen the movie, but like I feel like I see Scott Glenn's feet constantly in my brain. Um, we said nice things. We said nice things on that. <laughs> see, didn't I think that they were gone and they were just black? Or yes. Vice versa? Yeah. No, he had very yeah. bad feet. He had very uh, been spending too too much time in. Was uh, this pre Wicked feet or was this? There's no, there's been no pre-Wicked Feet on this show. I okay. Think Wicked Feet was the first thing on the internet. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, I, also, I also had uh, the barbecue shrimp for deep cover. <laughs> oh my God. That, uh, that uh, again, I, I had never seen the movie, and then I went out and watched it like the next week uh, after I heard that. The other, the other deep zoom was on the Beowulf episode. And I might have just been projecting this, but I feel like John was cracking a beer every 10 minutes. That sounds like, no, that was definitely John cracking a beer every 10 minutes. I just heard, a little just, tipsy on that one, yeah? Yeah, I just, I just kept hearing, like, a, I'm like, either someone's pounding Pepsis or no, someone. No, see, he, that was, like, that was right in the middle of the pandemic, like, hardcore part of it. And that's when he was recording it on his, his patio, and, yeah, he was nailing it. Because John, like, John, the, John is a very successful guy in his day job. But when he's doing shit with us, like when we go and record albums, I mean, he can drink like a fucking world champion, you know? And so when he, yeah, he, he likes to let, let it, let it fly a little bit. He pulled it off there. Did you, I don't know if you ever got to meet him because he was younger than us. Uh, I don't he, think so. He I don't was think around, but yeah, yeah, he's uh he's home team. Uh, he's, he's great. Yeah. You might not have met him. He was six. Like I, 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 this it's so stupid. We um, he worked at a video store. Uh, he was like sixteen, and me and Carl took him to fucking Los Angeles to a screenwriting convention. <laughs> two adults taking two sixteen-year-old boys on a trip to the West Coast. What could go wrong? <laughs> yep. I think Speaking you guys. Yeah, you guys talked about that trip in that episode. Well, I'm sh- probably so. Yeah, because it's it still blows my mind that. That didn't go horribly south. Um, what Victor so, Salva wasn't invited? <laughs> We've told that story too, where it's, where Steve Murphy was, yeah, looking like the pig with the apple in its mouth over at there <laughs> at his house. <laughs> um, Eric, what? How about you? You have any personal zooms or zooms from the show? Yeah, I, I wrote a bunch down, so I, I'll just read a couple of them. But to add to Doug's with with deep cover, Nick, I love the way that how you say uh, uh, or you do the uh, Jeff Goldblum kind of pronouncing of uh, motherfucker. Like it's just motherfucker. <laughs> Every time I watch <laughs> that movie big. now, I just think of that. So the criteria, it's a Criterion movie now. It blew it? my mind. Yeah. Blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, I think we're a re- big reason why. Uh, has to be. One of the first zooms that I really enjoyed was uh, Paul McRae getting licked by Kevin Dillon in the Blob. I think yes. that was like the first one where I was like, "I'm I'm all in on this podcast." <laughs> I was in the theater giddy, like I, you're not supposed to be like thrilled at that moment in the film, and I was. It was like a oh, it was like the ending of Hoosiers for me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, it was. Our second episode on the movie microscope, by the way. The and blob. then, and, and, oh, I was just going to say quickly, and then Justin, uh, for ET, um, I wrote this quote down. Uh, you, you, the way that you talk about uh, ET walking around, he's bumbling around, uh, or he's like a fucking clown bumbling around. So it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to that I episode. I think that's what Spielberg was going for. Think, oh, did I you listened listen? to that episode today on my way back from a, down the mountain. And he killed me because he's got he took his at the end of the movie he um he has an operation game, like the operation game except it's not the E.T. it's Elliot and the aliens are picking nice, you know yeah, stuffing at at and and at the bottom it says he loves you but he had to know which destroyed <laughs> me. 
yeah, and then we start like, talking about, and I was like saying, well, and they don't even, they don't even, the aliens are like, I don't care if it buzzes. I, you know, I just want to pull out his organs. But then later on, um, you do an impersonation of E.T. Do you remember this, Justin? Of course not. No. Oh, I, I, I implore you to, to go. Yeah, well, I appreciate I, you I implore you to go listen to it. Remember anything from that episode. But yeah, I was obviously um, mean about E.T. And that is not Spielberg's wish. To, to think he's Bumbler, like a clown. Um, what? But it's go, true. It's a Zoom. What a shame. That's your ET <laughs> performance. That does. Okay, now I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was talking about the divorce or something. Yep. Yeah. And also ET's age, which was pretty funny. <laughs> oh my God, he's a million. He's a, a million, million or a billion. Years. He might be a billion. Well, yeah, I I think we got a little I think we got a little sidetracked by his age in that he's he might be a billion years old. (laughs) The sequel is just them buying candles for Kate. (laughs) So fucking great. (laughs) Is it? Oh, is there anything that we need to do? Is there anything? Yeah, like you guys have suggestion that you'd like to hear us zoom in on. I think we we did take the suggestion last time. We talked to folks to listen to our show, and we didn't really do any of them. But we will. No, do... we did Maniac. Yeah, we did Society. But we didn't do a lot of them. No. Well, best of the best two. I wasn't ready for it. Okay, we are now though. No. Give it. So time. If you guys have an, a movie that you'd like to hear us talk about or zoom in on, I struggle. I struggle with this a lot. I'll be honest with you, because I feel like part of the magic of the show is like what you two pick because i mean the real magic of the show like how you guys have known each other 25 years 30 years let's round it up let's just round it up to 10 no i think it's i think it was around 2001 or two so 20 20 yeah so 2025 but it just like everything comes so naturally and i feel like so much of just because again so many other podcasts are like formulaic like now's the part where we do this and then we're going to talk about the movie like this Whereas, like, you two, or, and they have, like, people that, like, do background for them and, and write scripts for them, which is, which is fine. But it's, like, being able to carry 200 episodes, which is, like, can only happen with two people with great relationships. And, and I say all that to say picking the movie is so crucial, right? It, it's just, like, finding the right, uh, like, sea fever only... <laughs> By the way, do I don't know that Rebel... that movie exists because I've only heard about that movie on the podcast. Do you guys not see anything else for it? Do you guys like when I punish him with the choices? <laughs> I like Cause... how you say it. Like the best is that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's the you like you guys have really kept it up for two hundred episodes. That's just us forcing <laughs> forcing ourselves onto the people listen to us. Basically, thank you for listening to. Well, so the, the reality of it is, is. We have our listenership isn't very huge. We're stubborn, is what I'm getting. But at. but but we but but I think it's therapeutic for us. So I don't think we would stop doing it, even if you know people hated us, you know, and we're vocal about because it it's it's more therapeutic than anything else. But um, I think I think you're you're right, Doug. It's uh, to me, it's sometimes there's a, there's an art to to what we do. But I think sometimes it's fun to to to, to roll the dice and go someplace really weird like we've done some stuff that we weren't you know that we were worried that we wouldn't be able to fill the time with and somehow he said he mentioned sea fever (laughs) (laughs) the one the episode that i love that i feel is kind of underrated is swim fan i think that that episode oh it's great amazing Uh, especially especially (laughs) your references to dan hedea uh being method and uh (laughs) spending time next to water (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well first of all dan hedaya comes up all the time on our show nick talks not, about his hairy shoulders you would think i just listened to an episode like recently i just i can't remember which one i was listening to nick i told you which one it was i can't remember but you mentioned his hairy shoulders and that well there's that scene the in what is it alien resurrection that his shoulders are fucking ghastly scariest thing in the movie oh it, well, i listened to revenge of the nerds episode i was just listening to one just randomly and uh nick suggested robert carrot uh, that dan hedaya was pissed and and jealous when robert carrot busts out his hairy shoulders that's what you <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you do mention him a lot. So the funny thing is, is we listened, we drove to the casino last, like a week or two ago, and we listened to the Cry Wolf episode. And it was apparently either right before or right after the swim fan. And Justin's big observation was they both feature unique punctuation. <laughs> I mean, look, I zoom. sometimes I have to get to the truth, you know, and just just boil it down to something essential. Swim we, fan, all we did in that episode is make fun of John Bon Jovi being in it. That was um, on Cry Wolf. But swim fan, I don't remember anything about that episode other than the fact that she wore great. really weird shoes. In one scene, I, I took some notes. I, I I have some notes. There there's some good lines that Justin delivers. Uh, breathing tube rube is one of them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, was was somebody was somebody paralyzed or something? I called somebody was tube yeah, rube? like on life support, and <laughs> that was the line. <laughs> that sounds mean. Well, I know. I th- like honestly. I, like you think Nick was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. First of all, no, I'm very sweet. <laughs> That's true. No, the breathing tube, Rube. I remember that. I don't forgot what that was from. That is, that does not sound like him. That's I'm sweet. sure I said it in a very sweet, so the sweet. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um. So, so I, okay, I, so I did write down a. You couple. don't have. Okay, Let's you did. See, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, so again, I don't know if they're terrible and you can, they can fuck off forever. But like, uh, <laughs> so uh, I wrote down Green Room. I thought Green Room, Room would be an interesting one for you. It's a movie I absolutely love, by the way. I love Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Green Room like three times. Like, that's how much I like that movie. Yeah, I, 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 I figured it's that nice blend of like intensity but also just there's fucking some great character actors and and great work in it Stuart, they destroy uh, that they destroy um the arm in it then nick would like that part i'm right yeah mm-hmm. i like that movie can't wait till they do the sequel <laughs> oh is there did i miss something all right keep going but and see and then this is uh i also did burn after reading just because uh i also think there's 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 not a ton of comedies but then I'm like, well, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe like, Tom we, comedies are tougher did, to talk about. We did Top Secret, which is that's so like number three. Yeah. So Burn After Reading is a great one to do because I was disappointed when I saw that in the theater, and now I worship everything. Like I, I worship it. that movie. So, but I, I, I think it's one of those things that I think it was on the it came on the heels of either Oh Brother or it, no came, it came on the heels of Men the next year. Yeah. Identical film. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and it was I think it's it's indicative of their stuff like they it just gets it just gets underneath your skin and becomes necessary and sometimes it takes a, a viewing or two that maybe for not for everybody but for me that one and and uh, oh brother were like that for me and I think actually movies like um, even Hail Caesar which I like now I didn't like that yeah. at all and, and then the Ainucci stuff is like that to me too it's like it just gets better and better and better so I would totally be down for that I can't believe plus the guy Rashi Rashi. Dave, yeah, Rashi. Dave Rashi is in that sledgehammer. Yes, yeah. the star of an innocent man. I, I, it's funny you mentioned uh, Inucci, uh Death of Stalin. Like, I can't believe how funny that is. Like, I don't know enough about Russian history for that movie to be as funny as it is. To me, that to see unreal. Jason Isaacs let loose like that, yeah, and Rupert Friend, it's so like great. that's because because I saw that in the theater and I was like, ah, kind of cool. And now once again, it's. It's one of those things you could, like in the loop to dark. me is like one of those movies that I, destroys me. And I, and I would try to show it to people when I ran the cigar shop and it went over their heads. Didn't didn't work at all. Um, Death of Stalin is like that, except really smart. And it's it's like if the people that it connects with are. That's rough. Though. Be, it's a rough movie right. to watch. It's it's funny, but it's 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 super rough to watch for me. I, I, it really that really that movie really hit me. Um, I haven't seen it since, but I, I think about it every once in a while for sure. Why did it hit you? Death of Stalin? No cereal? Just super dark. <laughs> super dark, dude. No cereal on that movie, I don't think. Was it? I don't think so. Um, what about you, Eric? Do you have any suggestions? Yeah, so the last time uh, uh, we all talked on the, the 100th we didn't do episode... It. We didn't do his movie. See, no, we didn't do it. Which was things to do in Denver when you're dead. 
No, they, you know, okay, so dig this. Uh, today, I was looking at my wish list on iTunes, Apple, you know, and that was on my wish list to buy whenever it went on discount because I got rid of my VHS or my DVD. They pulled it off the market. Really? That movie is no longer it, – it the image was still there, and then I clicked on it. It says item no longer available. So I don't know. Is, it's got to be on some service or whatever because that's a big movie for me. I'm sure I mentioned that when we spoke last time. Yeah, that's, that's Nick's a big mentioned one. It. Yeah, he mentioned it a bunch of times to do. We haven't. Do you like it. that movie? I do. I, I I do. It's. I I think again, it's the sum of its parts a little bit. But there are so many wonderful character actors, and I love that one sequence with Steve Buscemi and Treat Williams at the end. I think that that's mm-hmm. a really great kind of funny scene. But I think you talked about it before, where it was kind of you know that post Pulp Fiction Tarant. Yeah, you know, it's very stagey crazy. and very up its own ass in a way. But I love it, and and just like. It, to me, it was Bill Mosley and William Forsyth and, and Christopher Lloyd and some of these guys who are who you you've loved forever, who have either for one reason or another not gotten their moment in the sun necessarily. And to see, thank you, and to see, and to see them all like in that context was badass. And I and that's a movie I really thought that was going to have a second life, and it's gotten even more obscure, surprisingly. Anwar, she yeah, Anwar, she was a love interest. You know, you got. Of course, Andy Garcia and uh, Chris Walken, obviously. Jack Warden, Bruce Balk, uh, Bill Nunn, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, it's 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 a really good cast. We got to do uh, boat drinks. We got to do um, an Anwar festival because she was in that movie. I, I, I we have to do about so wild woman. wild hearts can't be broken, where she plays a a woman who high dives on a horse. That's the that's the premise of the movie, like a circus act. And she, I can't I, I can't believe that's real. That there's a movie about that. She dives into water with the. So we could do and we could do a month of Anwar. We could do things to do in Denver. We could do Wild Hearts. We could do that Puppet Masters or Body Snatchers or whatever she was in. Body Snatchers. We could do two months. She's in a lot of good stuff. You mentioned Bill. So, Nun- I also had a Bill Nunn note on here from the uh, you- Kiss the Girls episode. The because because also I I think. Somehow, like the 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 songs don't necessarily always get the the due credit, but in the kiss the girls, and my favorite part about the songs is the background singers every time. <laughs> and, and Bill none, Bill none. <laughs> exactly, it's fucking. Awesome. I love it. Sometimes uh, I, I think he does those songs just for me because I love them so much. <laughs> but yeah, I heard the kiss the girls one recently, and it's it's pretty great. Yeah, that. Kiss the girls, right. the, the the beast within. So the, the first one, that's the first, that was the one, first he did. one. The meat yeah. feed episode, that's a good one. That's the meat feed episode. Oh, rough, rough. No, no, but honestly, my favorite one is um, <clears throat> the Point Break. Uh, that would be a waste of time, oh, just because I find it to be such. Like I wouldn't have thought to put those words together. Like oh. the, just that single connection, <laughs> just fucking kills it. Me. It is the most inessential part of that movie to focus on i mean that's even less essential than saw Guerrero's hair yeah it just always stuck out to nick like that that line and the the delivery of it and then he wrote this that he did well i was a chili peppers fan when the movie came out too so it was kind of timing but even the way they shoot this scene like it's a throwaway thing but like no they're just zooming in on his face yeah like like and even if you don't know the chili peppers you're like who the fuck is this guy and the way he delivers it like it's no, no, it, it's always been stuck in my head, and then you, you put it to Billy Joel. It's wonderful. <laughs> and I've got, I've got, so I, I, I've got like four or five songs queued up for future episodes already. So um, there's some, there's some meat there. I, I've got to because I do one for every Star Wars, and I'm, there's going to be another franchise that we have to do where they all have their own. Is C. Fever getting a sequel? You know, <laughs> shame. <laughs> Oh, and I always think about Chewie having hands now as well. That's the other thing where I'm just like, I, I can't insane. not think about it. It's it's not... It, All the Star Wars songs are incredible. It's not good to be this old and, 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 and have watched Star Wars for this long for that to surface and really kind of ruin... Like, it it keeps me <laughs> up hands. at night as well. It's like every time you hear people complaining about, like, he ruined my childhood and you're like, no, no, shut up, nerds. And then you're like, no, no, but this legitimately ruins everything (laughs) you son of a bitch i've literally never thought about what what's going on underneath that hair looking forward to a tony gilroy uh, written episode of uh andor where that's explored (laughs) oh yeah i hope they go into the hands for sure 
Although they have to put then if they did they have to put creatures on the show, which they have not done much of. They've yeah. had creatures on the show. Little bits, very little bit. That's just fine. I I, I love Andor. I love it so much. So it's. Do you not realize great. that uh, that Stellan's wig is actually a sentient being? <laughs> what? That's yeah. a huge zoom. This is amazing. It makes sense. He turns into like a different person when he puts that wig on. I guess that. I mean, that's what he's trying to do. But maybe it's the creature. Who's the, uh, who's the creature that Saw Gerrera has? Like, Bulgit or oh, something? God. Oh, yeah. Bulgullet. 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 There Gullet. we go. Yeah. He hasn't made an appearance yet. I wonder if it's, a, it's actually Sarsgaard's hair. <laughs> <laughs> it eventually grows. It's it, it, He actually is, he diseases it. Like, he it, from the contact with him, it gets cancerous. And that's just, why it starts... I'm getting just all weird and Lovecraft. Picturing yeah. Doug in the writers' room, everybody's like, "Okay, we can really nail down. Let's just get this. Uh, we can really nail this speak about fascism out here." It's like, but what if Bull Gullet like was his wig? <laughs> I think the fans would really be origin. into it. I mean, if Bull Bulga- <laughs> if if that character was in Barbarian, I think maybe it would have been a better movie. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Every movie. Yeah, if you guys had islands like we have. What would you take from our show or from a movie that you've seen to your island? Like we take stuff, you know, Nick takes very nice, sweet things to his island typically. So you can model. It's a great, it's a great him. question. It's a great question, Justin. <laughs> it's actually, what, 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 what I, I thought about this a long time and what I thought, on my island, I'm going to be alone and I'm going to need like reaffirmment to myself when I'm having conversations for myself. So it's a soundboard of Justin saying that's a great question every time nick brings up a question that he's asked 200 times previously that's a great question and 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 also redefining what a stinger is at the end of a movie (laughs) oh next scene oh yeah yeah okay i get it yeah i mean you know part of it's intentional part of it is just that i'm that old you know what i'm saying i'm like that is i'm stalling for time yeah no no, i I figure it's both a bit and and yeah, Yeah. yeah no no it's a great question. The best is like another thing I do, which I'm sure you guys notice, is like make Nick go first, so then I can think as he's talking. I can think of something out of desperation to say because a lot of times, like I, I a lot of times will take notes to you know what I'm going to do, but sometimes I don't, which you can probably tell, and I have to think of it during during what Nick's saying, you know. So, um, but yeah, okay, that's good. Take my voice. That my voice will haunt you on that island. You'll start to be driven crazy. I, I might drive the soundboard crazy. Yeah, fair <laughs> it's a great how you spelling how you spelling board? <laughs> <laughs> and you, sir? Uh, I'm going to take a uh, volume of books, and each volume has every band ever in the history, and whether or not they're still playing together. Uh, let me just let me just spoil alert they're all still playing it's heartbreaking well i wrote it down the alarm hyper fighting uh raging slab they're all there they're still there they're still doing it if they're not dead right and yeah. even then like people they don't get the freaking message how many times has god tried to get rid of leonard skinner you know it's like it's amazing it's amazing yeah, we went on that run for a while. Where we we would just look, we'd look it up. No matter what, it was just too present. You know, always too present. Or they stopped for a while, then they came back, and they're still doing it. Like then we rarely discovered a band that's not like Flesh for Lulu. I think they were still doing it. Look them up. And I I could only assume it's because money. How 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 much we love regurgitation in our media. I I, I can't yeah. I can't imagine that there's. You know, I was, I was, uh, Steve and his wife were at the house last night and, and talk, she was talking about how the eighties is like the best shot the year, like decade for movies and music. And I tried to beat them to a pulp and it was just like, it's, I don't think that's the common consensus anymore. I think it's, it's, it's even, it's even scarier. The stuff that they're recycling now it's nineties it's or after. Flesh for Lulu, no longer active. I, I totally messed up. You picked the, the one. Band. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, I, actually, uh, no, the alarm's still yeah. out there, though. The alarm's still out there. Got it. And 
like uh, like ten years ago, I was on a I was doing something for work, and there was like this young kid. He was an editor because we were on a commercial shoot. And I remember he was talking about. He's like, oh. <clears throat> people that grew up in the 90s like you guys dress like shit like it, it looked terrible it's like like the 80s those were people that really knew how to dress and i'm like you're just a, a young idiot like everyone hates the generation that came right before it and they think the generation that came so like i went to high school in the 90s so like the 80s was the absolute worst like just absolute neon garbage and then everything that was cool was the 70s and like tie-dye coming back and all that stuff and it just like, to your point, Nick, it just all like, it just moves. And, yeah. and, and, but, but he had the naivety of being like, like, this will never go out of fashion. I'm like, it already went out of fashion and came back. You're just too young and stupid. It, the, the, and then the problem is, is because of this regurgitation, nobody is wearing like energy pants and, 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 you know, luminescent, you know, shards as clothing at this point. We should be, Wearing prisms of power as we Sing walk it. around by now. Sing it. <laughs> Try. <laughs> it's. I, I future-proof myself in high school. I was went to high school in the '90s, and I wore like a gray sweatshirt and, and uh, jeans all the time. That was my uniform. So, I just looked bad for decades. You know, I look the same wearing a gray <laughs> sweatshirt now. Like I've never changed, but I didn't. I didn't get that. Yeah, some of those '90s clothes. I, I got to say, they're pretty bad. That guy was right, but well, 80s was bad too. 70s, not good. Yeah, 60s, no, they, look it like all shit. Sucks. they look like shit in the 60s, 50s. Let's fuck those people. You know, <laughs> but you know, you know what doesn't look like shit? Gray hmm. sweaters and hoodies. All time. Let's go. Well, see, you 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 live in an area where you could wear them more often in the year. Like we're we have to wait. Like I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now against the weather's will. Like I'm I'm, I'm I was burning up today, but it's like it's the best shit to wear. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry about it. It's it's you feel comfortable. You're getting hugged by this love, but it's too hot. Still, too I hot hate uh, I hate the cold. I like sweaters. I think like Pacific Northwest is where I belong. Does doesn't get the, freezing, and you you can get a you can you can wear long sleeves. Sounds good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Georgia is wrong. I think I think I think I want to go someplace where. Period. I want to go someplace else. I want to go. Uh, I want to go someplace that's tropical. But seventy degrees and windy all the time. Does Kokomo? the place exist? Where? Kokomo. Okay. In kind of San Diego, it gets a little yeah, bit warm. Yeah, I can't. That. I, yeah. yeah, San Diego's I nice. that's a nice place. I uh, I went to to Pinehurst in August, and uh, like a lot of people. So in North Carolina, and a lot of people tell me like North Carolina hot. Like Doug, you're gonna be you're gonna be real hot. I'm like it's fine. Chicago August is also humid. And I have never been more wet in my life, like for a period, like you get up at 7 a.m. and it's like 75 degrees, but you just sweat. In Did you stay at minutes. Pinehurst Resort? Yes. The mustiest fucking place. Unreal. Ever. They haven't updated the housing there since the 60s, maybe, because we have our meetings there. We have meetings there twice a year. So I spent a lot of time there. I love it. It's great. But it's but it's a I, I can't believe I didn't get some sort of disease from being there did you, and i assume you played golf when you were there i did i did very poorly but it was uh it was fun i know every golfer says that no i was i was hot shit but uh it was like three days of it and i was i i felt like i had run a couple of marathons in those two days like it was next so time hot. if the, if you're out that way again you have to make a 30 minute drive to tobacco road it's yeah. the it is a bucket list experience for golf it'll you'll get murdered it's diabolical but there's nothing else like it so if you get the opportunity, I'm serious. It's worth it. All right, putting it in. And then, so you, you're what part of Canada are you in, Eric? Uh, so I'm just about 45 minutes outside of Toronto, and we've already had snow twice. So uh, it's it's usually cold about mid October. The hottest I've ever been was in Toronto. Oh, interesting. What time in, of year? In did the you summer. Come in? It was in the summer you look, in you Toronto. Good. You did look good. You look good. I did. I was wearing high waisted jeans. No. Um, I was there for uh, it was a screening or a set visit or something, but it was in the heart of summer, and I was cavalier about it. It was like they're like it's going to be warm, and I was like whatever. It's Toronto, and I was it was oppressive. 
Yeah. Worse than Vegas because I mean it wasn't as hot and or, or it was just a different kind of heat. I don't know if that's normal there. It, it is. There's that kind of like that humidity that that comes in and and kind of heats all the pavement and ground and it just makes it unbearable at times. Um, but you sh- you guys should definitely come in October uh, because all the Saw movies are shot in in uh, in and around Toronto and we celebrate October all the time. So. <laughs> October. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be big next year because he's back as Jigsaw. So, yeah, I was really worried that um, we were going to blow up too big because of that, but luckily we were able to maintain. Avoided it somehow. Yeah. Did you see Spiral? So, I know that's Tobin List, but I I was excited about that because I, I was like, well, if Chris, I don't, why would those guys do it? Why would Chris Rock do it if it wasn't special? Yeah. And I'm still asking myself why he did it. I mean, it was it, it should have been good. It should have been good. Finally, one of our finest actors in a Saw movie. Wow, how could it go wrong? Chris Rock? Was he good in it? I didn't see it. I, he I wasn't like that good movies. in it, but it was a curiosity. But, uh, yeah. I thought it was I fine. I paid to see it. I paid to see it. I no, it was so. fine. It was fine. And and I, I, I hadn't seen a Saw movie since the original, so I didn't really know. I, I, I wasn't caught up in the deep tapestry of uh, plot. How were the traps? Know. Were they inventive? <laughs> Somebody good played his dad, right? Samuel Jackson. Yeah, oh. that's right. Did he really? With a terrible mustache, yeah. Interesting. Did he get trapped? Did it become Borgullet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's man. it for the... Do we have any more questions that we asked? Did I miss any? No, I mean, I just love the fact that when people have remembered shit, they remembered <clears throat> really weird, obscure stuff that makes me very happy. Yeah, well, appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us, guys. It's nice, nice of you. Well, thank uh, you all for putting in the work. I love yeah, it. Doing the work. Doing yeah, the work, for zooming yeah. in. Yeah, it's, well, we it's can't a, stop zooming. Yeah, it's it's a heavy cross, but we carry it. You know. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. guys have already reviewed Alex Cross, though. So, <laughs> and it's, it, I'm ashamed <laughs> that we have Butcher Sligo in this. Butcher Sligo. <laughs> Which I think I mentioned today. You did mention on the phone today. Yeah. yeah. Well, it pisses me off that we've already done that. Now there's an Alex Cross TV series that just kind of greenlit, right? Did on, they? On, on Amazon, yeah. Dreams do so, come true. I thought there had been one for Finally. a while. What do I know? There's yeah. so much content. I can't keep up with this. Now, so we're going to have Jack Ryan, Alex Cross, and Jack Reacher on Amazon. How do you miss it? Is that, did they greenlit It's on Amazon, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So at all. So we we there's only one Alex Cross movie we have yet to do, and it's the big one. The big, the biggest. Along came Along a spider. Came spider. <laughs> you guys haven't favorite, done that one yet. Our favorite. Uh, we talked about it enough. Our favorite actress, Monica Potter. She is now a uh, successful business lady doing uh, flower decorations and shit. Right. That is, is one of the does? top three worst movies I ever saw in a theater. Because she says, because her last name is Potter, are you just making a joke? No, she she really does that kind of shit. <laughs> um, Isn't Michael Wincott the villain in in that one? I think he's in it. It's, no, Monica Potter. Michael Potter's villain. Yeah, but he's in it. I think he's her co-conspirator. And yeah. whoever did the CGI in the car crash is the other villain in that movie. It's the least. It's the worst physics I've ever seen in a in an action film. Jesus, Nick, you're so right. Like, and it's just called Monica Potter Home. Your fucking name is Potter. Like, you don't have to do the whole, like, it's right there. My God. She and rules, and she was in the first Saw movie, right? You're right. Everything comes full circle. Was she in that movie? Did she get trapped? <laughs> do you remember? She was, what, her first, she was in a sex, she was a romantic, like, liar, liar, not liar, liar. What was she in? She was sexy. Was it Con Air? She was, she uh, yeah, she's the, uh, the wife. Nicholas Cage's wife. Yeah. And that's why remember at the end when, when uh he, he um he he finally arrives safe and he throws the teddy bear like into the gutter for the kid to chase it so he can hone in, you know? <laughs> Just right, ruse. right there on the Vegas strip. Yeah. All the cop cars. <laughs> I need I need to say, I can't remember this movie. I just remember um By John the way, you know who should have been shoes. in Saw? You know who it should have been in, in the trap movies? Nicholas Cage. 
just right. We're talking about Miss. I thought you were going to say Saw Gerrera. So good. Um. Yeah. No. I. I just. It'd be nice if the maybe the internet's got a list of trappy. You know, people have been in the traps who got trapped in the Saw movies in chronological order. There's got to be someone that keeps track of it, right? Eric. Uh, it's not me. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. No, it's his yeah. book. It's his book idea. He, you're stealing it from. Him. He's like, I have no. You have no idea who would do this. <laughs> I, if I he moved, if he, written down. If he moved his camera like 45 degrees, there's a whole whiteboard, just with every saw. Actually, Tobin's character. here right now. Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> it's consulting. That would explain uh, by the lack of fans in the room there. Too. <laughs> Oh, God. God. What, 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 oh, yeah, we, we found his music. That's right. That was the big revelation. Yeah, he's a musician. One. Yeah, sounds a little um, like uh, Tom Waits a little bit, like that was his his mode. But, yeah, we didn't do the Saw movies. We didn't do any Saw movies. I, I kind of proposed that to Nick, let's do the first Saw movie. He wouldn't do it. One of the so. people on the one, on the other callers, they actually praised the integrity of not doing any Saw movies. So I felt like a little vindicated there. Fair enough. I think I mean, we're doing every thing, movie, though. The best thing that you guys did, though, already, even before then, and it still cracks me up, Nick, is the uh, Tobin Bell Wine uh, Company. <laughs> it's amazing. The best wine you ever saw. Cab- Cabernet Sauvignon. Yep. <laughs> so good. Or My Name Ain't Tobin Bell. <laughs> yeah, my favorite is when I accuse... This was a long time ago on our show, and I accused Nick, because Nick was waxing poetic about Tobin Bell, and couldn't name a movie that he was in, I us other than Saw. And I was like, well, you can't even name one movie. And he said, yeah, that's how I... What'd you say? That's how I maintained being a fan. What was your quote? Do you remember? I, I said... I, I, I just remember... It's, it's, I, don't, I like the concept of Tobin Bell. I like the Bell, concept so. of Tobin Bell. That's what he said. Yeah, seeing him act would ruin all of that for me. Yeah. When you said, or my name isn't Tobin Bell, isn't that not his name? Didn't we find that out during October? Joseph, it's like Joseph Tobin or something like that. Yeah. It's like Tobin's his last name or something. Yeah. It was, it's a, it, it was a horrifying <laughs> so, day. Nick and I stopped recording and we had to process it for two days. So the funny thing was, is back in the old days on IMDb trivia and on Wikipedia, if you were to look up Ted Levine, it's for years and years and years, it would say that he ran for mayor in Omaha, Nebraska and all that shit. I mean, it was, it's, there are still places on the internet that still have, have that it. as, yeah. We didn't do it. Like someone, somebody that listened that, to it did it. We that never happened did organically. It. Yeah. But, but I, I like the idea of at some point um, getting a hold of the Better Business Bureau about Tobin Bell wineries that he's using an assumed name. I think we could probably. <laughs> get a movement together maybe you go on you know petition.org to get tobin bell to change his winery to his real name well you got to go to the vending machine that beat uh, ted levine first <laughs> who was mayor ted levine that was you yeah, yeah. oh yeah no need yeah, to spice he... it up for old ted <laughs> ted works for me yeah, so yeah that's no, like... that was so yeah, we, we were talking about that on the previous call. I have this like guitar or this vocal pedal that has like this distorted voice. And so it was me, him and Steve in a room. And I would just step on it and change my voice when I was being Ted Levine. And there was no prep work for that thing at all. No, and we we're talking fact, about Steve was trying to fuck it up from the jump. And somehow we got all the way through it. Yeah. And I loved it. So I kept wanting to ask Ted Levine questions, but we thought that it would probably last if we just thought it would something we could goof around because Nick was doing the voice for us. Like he was saying, look, I figured it out Ted Levine's voice and we were laughing about it. So he was like, let's just do it on the show. Just kidding around. And Nick did it for like a half hour. <laughs> and then it didn't stop. He, and none of it was like planned. Like he would just come up with the I was just, shit. I was bouncing back and forth. I not believe it. Like he was talking about the incomparable Zhang Ji, like his friend. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Funny story. What are you talking about? about? Paul, leading Paul Walker into the forest with a carrot on a stick. Like, I was a like, steak, <laughs> steak on a string. Yeah. Where does it come from? Like, I just, yeah, it's a steak on a string. Yeah. Like, it's just like out of, off the top of his head. We were laughing. So I was laughing so hard. Steve was too. But Steve kept trying to end it. And we, I just wouldn't let it end. And Nick didn't want to let it end either. Yeah. Yeah. So. On the, we were, we have to bring, Ted will show up again. At some point, Ted's going to have our, to show up. Our back. crowning achievement, I think episode six of our original podcast. 2005. 
here here we are 22 years later still doing it that's our best moment followed by wings ha wings house yeah wings living right that was a, astonishing to find out that he was a recording artist called wings living right in the in the 70s I have the album. Oh, I don't have it anymore, but I had the album. You did. You had it hang on your wall. Oh, my God. What a beautiful That's... world we live in, to know that. Yeah. And now Cole Hauser is, he's sort of a, a spirit animal of sorts for us, too. So We haven't done a show with him, though. Have we Fast and we... Furious 2, well, we've done one of them. Once we, yeah. I'm surprised you guys haven't done The Cave. We talk about it enough, don't we? tough one yeah, for us to do. do. <laughs> It means too much. It means too much to us. It's going to be tough to zoom it because I can't watch Piper Bravo die again like that. I can't do it. It's Cole it Hauser and Stealth. Am I thinking of somebody else? Josh Lucas. That's the Josh other Lucas. bland white. No, no, Josh Lucas. <laughs> yeah. But Cole Hauser's in. Um, he's in a lot of stuff. Actually, he's in a lot of good stuff. I mean, Nick's heart. He was in the breakup. <laughs> he was do you remember that? Kind he of. was br the idea of Vincent D'Onofrio, Vince Vaughn, and Cole Hauser being brothers just warms me. He was That's in right. Bill I couldn't hunting. remember who he was in that. Yeah, but you know the real star of the cave though is Eddie Cibrian. I mean, they can't just ignore the elephant in the room. The acting powerhouse Eddie Cibrian, the star of the, the cave. No, we should do the cave for sure. Yeah, because because uh, yeah, that's a good because it's a classic. It is a classic. Perfect movie. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Doesn't it Cole up. Hauser he gets the cave eyes at the end? Yeah, he gets cave. Of course, he gets cave eyes. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! There better be a song with that. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Look, I I would normally agree with you, but not another song about the movie The Cave. You know. <laughs> <laughs> a second The Cave album. There's one other movie I would love for you guys to do, but it's almost impossible to find. But it would just be mostly because of the name. And also, it does have a microscope legend in it with uh, Brian James. And it's a film from 93 called The Dark. And it's basically this underground rat in this cemetery. And Brian James and Stephen McCaddy are the leads. And it's kind of like a, a version of Lurking Fear. Um, but it would just be funny. Does it have a different title? I, it, it might, but in Canada, it's just known as the Dark, and Nev Campbell's also in it. So it's it's it would just be funny seeing it in the feed come up as the Dark, and it's like, oh no, not this again. <laughs> Justin really treats that movie like his personal Vietnam. The red, the, red, the Dark that we did do. Did you know that they it was got awkward on set because the rat's name was Stephen McRaddy, and so <laughs> excuse me, did I? Nick, if you could pipe in some laughter. I'm looking for this movie. I like, um, I feel like I, first of all, I love Stephen McCaddy for sure. I, you know, Nev's fine. Brian James, a legend. I'd watch this in an instant. Is it on Tubi? I don't know. It's it's one of those films that always used to play on Canadian television in the late 90s and early 2000s. And it was just so bizarre because it was I think it was one of Brian James's last movies as well. And he plays like this hitman who's looking for like this buried treasure in a cemetery uh, as one does. And then Steve McCaddy's like the local sheriff who kind of stumbles on this and tries to stop him. Yeah, it's, I see it here. Um. We can get there. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. Maybe it's on YouTube somewhere. You never know. It's good. We food. got some. Somebody recommended them. The last that they recommended a G genie horror film called The Lamp to us. That uh, Tom Nix. So that's another one I hadn't really heard of. So. Yeah, some good choices. I'm, I'm getting my. I gotta. I gotta start thinking about some cave songs. Cave who else is in the cave? We got Cole Hauser, Eddie Sibrin, Pepper Parabo. Who else is in there? The creature. There's someone else though. The cave. Yeah. There's, there's a, there is a, there's a cave in it. There is also that brunette. Eddie Sibrin. Um. I think there might be another great. In it. Lena Headley. Hetty. Yes. Yes. Morris there Chestnut. Is, yeah. Look at Daniel Day Kim. This is just nonstop. Does not live. And 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 the story and the and the reels, 
the real story that I can't tell on the show is that when is there really going to be a uh, low energy tournament a bracket? Yes, there has to be. I've I've been yeah. trying to think of uh, actresses. I think I think they're harder. Like Look uh, at that. why is that? Why is your shiny? For the, was, for the I did suggest at one point Aubrey Plaza, even though she that's kind of her thing, like on purpose. But she's great though. I think it's more a matter of somebody who's can't be bothered. Like Clint Eastwood, I think is in his whole career, right? <laughs> it's pretty. Good. Like it's a pretty good one, especially but, in Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> He's especially tight in that one. Like every, like he he's barely he barely registers above a growl. And then I I was trying again trying to think of actresses like Viola Davis. I feel like a lot of her stuff is like she's staring right at me with her eyes rolling the whole time. It's intense. Like, it's just she's too like, intense to be. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Fan. Yeah, yeah. It's I like feel as soon as you get intense, you can't be. You're not. You disqualify yourself. Yeah. I didn't mean yeah. to look. It's no, no, it's suggestion. tough. No, it's yeah. no, it's a terrible suggestion. It's like I was like I was thinking of moments rather than you know the the full the full body. Like Matthew Modine would be like good, you know. Like I know it's how dare you. Good. First of all, um, how dare you? That man is electric. <laughs> Remember that part where he dies off screen in the Dark Knight Strikes or whatever <laughs> rises. <laughs> do you remember that? I kind of do. Yeah. He's like leading the charge, and then later on they just show his dead body. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered to show him getting wasted. Yeah, um, but you're right. That gets a little hard. Like once you get past the, you know, the ones that everybody knows, it's hard to get the, the low energy. Is Helena Bonham Carter low energy? She's cool. She used that. to be super cool. Yeah, because it's it's not a it's not even a it's not damning. Like low energy, Donald Sutherland's a king. Yeah, yeah it's compliment. Oh, well, that is yeah. one other quick thing that I have to mention to you guys. So every time you mention Bloor Street, I keep laughing at that with the Kiefer Sutherland stuff because that is a street in Toronto. <laughs> That's where he's from. Well, because on the last callers, I, I was lamenting the fact that Kiefer just had to cancel his tour because he got COVID. His Bloor Street tour street, he got canceled because he got canceled COVID. Canceled because he got COVID. And then... Uh... He's like it's easy. He's like I have a slight cough and nobody bought tickets. I think that's what he had meant to say. I couldn't tell if like what you're describing is like a joke or if you're describing a real thing. It's, it's a real what? thing that is a joke, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he touring on? Like, does he play? He he has an out. Al- he has a band. Okay. Yeah. Of he plays guitar and he sings and he and he uh, he sings about the earth and the truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you know, he just he lays it all out, and he and he said, you know what, I'm gonna sing something relatable. I'm gonna sing about Bloor Street. Yeah, <laughs> so that everybody could relate. <laughs> Should have called it designated songwriter. You know, <laughs> Kiefer. Kiefer is kind of there. he's yeah. not exactly burgeoning with energy himself. By the way, no, you're right about that. He does have like a little like his, but I mean he's. He's descended from the low energy king, so I mean, it's almost like cheating. Although, honestly, the the pirate jumping into the Christmas tree video negates any low energy aspirations. Right. So never mind. Yeah, but we'll think on that. I think I think uh, Eddie Marsan might make make the cut at some point, but we'll, we'll work on of, that. Like Donald Sutherland as a sperm, you know, just like getting his way to the egg. He's like, a, you know. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, sure. Would it surprise you that this isn't the first time I've thought of Donald Sutherland as sperm? <laughs> I wouldn't believe you, yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, well, we love you guys. Thank you so much. You yeah, guys thanks, are guys. amazing. 